Waves Platform is a decentralized platform with loads of real-world solutions running on blockchain. Wavesnode.net is providing a professional node on the Waves Platform, hosted in our own data center. If you are holding Waves tokens, you can lend them with the LPOS system to our big node. The leased tokens are always in your account and under your control. It is like leasing staking power. By leasing on our powerful, stable and trustful node, you are generating transfer fees and will be rewarded with Waves. The bigger our node's balance, the higher your rewards. Wavesnode.net can help you achieve increasing your stack and making the Waves platform stronger in just a few easy steps. So please, open your Waves Lite client and lease your tokens at wavesnode.net. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at wavesnode.net. Hello and welcome to Core Radio. We are live here on a Saturday night. It's a little rare, I know. But, you know, it's uh, the only time we could organize this, uh, you know, this, this situation here where, uh, you know, one person's on the other side of the world and I'm all the way in New York. So uh, we, I had an idea one night, right? I was like, listen, I was like, you know, we, we've attacked this every possible way we can, right? Uh, you know, insane. You know, we've we've heard all the questions in the world. Everybody understands it completely. But as you heard from my last shows, I was really trying to understand more of uh, you know, understand how a real, how, how a real person could get involved in it. You know, like a real businessman, a, a real entrepreneur, business owner, could could get involved with this technology. And, you know, I, I, you could understand from my questions in the last interviews that, you know, it's, it's what I was trying to get. So I, I still don't get that feeling, you know, that, that I understand how a conversation would flow between, you know, the seller of Vincent, which is Vincent, which isn't really much of a selling point of view, but it's still selling, right? And it, you got the buyer who wants to implement it in, into a shop. So today I have brought on an entrepreneur. His name is Vinny. Vinny uh, has a a store, a shop. Uh, he's he is he's the owner of his own business, and uh, he after I told him about it, he was interested in in scent and using it. So we have Vinny, and now we have Rob, right? And we, we all know Rob, Rob Wilson. Uh, he does the AMA. He did, just did one a little while ago. And uh, we have Rob Wilson on to, so that he can answer all of this businessman's questions. Uh, you guys on with me? Is Vinny there? Yeah, I'm right here. Hey, buddy. I'm listening. Hey, Rob. Hello, fella. Hey, matey. Hey. So I'm really interested in what you got here because uh, I, I see a lot of applications uh, uh, where I can use your your service. So let me just first get get something out of the way, and I, I just want to I want to put to you how I see this uh, working. So I'm thinking, right? So. I want to make some sales online. Um, I want where you are. Where are you, Rob? You're in South Australia. Sydney. Sydney. Oh, okay. Oh, Eastern Seaboard. Yeah, cool. Oh, yeah, you'd be here. Yeah, you'd have some nice weather. It's a wonderful country, isn't it? Beautiful. <laughs> Very nice. I'm pretty lucky. Correct. Let the boys go. And um, I'm just focusing in on one on on home base here, and that is the the Cofint business. Yeah, coffee and tea. Now a qualified hypnotherapist. Good for you. Well done. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting stuff. So yeah, obviously there's. <laughs> All right, fellas. So. So, uh, did I miss anything while you guys were gone? Did you guys get to know each other? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, we're, we're 
we drifted off topic though, so we probably want to set this up again. All right, so uh, basically what's going on here is, you know, Vincent is interested in using consent for his business. Yeah. I, what, what kind of business is that, Vin? Oh, well, it's uh, office furniture. Um, uh, so I, I provide uh, everything from um, chairs, office chairs, seating, task chairs, visitor chairs, boardroom chairs, meeting chairs, all kinds of chairs, bariatric chairs, saddle chairs. Um, and that's just chairs. And then there's tables and boardroom tables and desktop tables, workstation tables, coffee tables, um, meeting tables, all kinds of tables and all kinds of frames to go with those tables. And then with the, along with the workstations, we're talking screens, um, monitor um, arms, monitor risers, um, monitors themselves, keyboards, mice. So you can imagine just everything in the corporate environment and anything in a business uh, business situation, office business or office situation, um, I'll provide that. Um, and then also into education, so lockers, um, student desks, um, wobbly chairs for, for special needs, um, um, you know, just everything, all kinds of commercial equipment. So I say, how about those chairs that, that swing from the ceiling? You know what I'm saying? You put them oh. in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that, well, I, no, I don't sell them, though. Sorry, Luke. All right. Hey, that's, Girlf that's my, girlfriend, my girlfriend's getting tired of the tire I'm using. <laughs> I, thought, I thought there was an actual chair, you know? Well, it is. It is. Maybe um, it's an area that I could look at getting into as well. Providing so, Vince, do you, do, you rent, do you rent your products out or do you sell them? No, sell them. Sell them. So um, basically, I'm a, you know, I, I source and um, distribute the products. So um, I find the suppliers. A, a client will come to me with uh, a need. Um, let's say they want to fit out their office. They'll say, okay. Um, so I sit down with them, have a consultation with them. And they say, well, I need X amount of chairs, uh, X amount of workstations, and all the bits and pieces to go along with it, uh, CMS or cabling. Um, so the cabling under under the uh, desks, the cabling to the wall, um, through the screens, um, and that's to provide GPO and networking power. So we discuss all of that and then put it together, and then I go off and find the right suppliers. Obviously, I've already got suppliers hot on hotline, um, but there's some sometimes where they want something a little bit different, and so I kind of go out there and get get that for them. So enough about what it is that, so that I provide. What I've been looking at is I want to provide a sticky effect. There's only a, a small number of us up here where, I, where my business is. So I just want to make my service stand out from the rest. And, and I figured, wow, a voucher system would be perfect. If I can provide my clients with a voucher system. For example, and this is how I was thinking to start off with. All right, somebody spends, say, $1,000, and along with that $1,000, they get, let's say, $100 worth of a voucher, um, be it you know, in a token form, so that the next time they purchase, they can redeem their voucher um, for a discount, or perhaps I can provide them with uh, um, uh, some things that I could, you know, get from business to business perspective, um, a bit cheaper, like like the, what the airways do. You know, they say, oh, you know, so many Qantas flyer rewards, um, and if you've got so many, then you can purchase this, this, and this. So I was thinking, okay, that's great. That what that'll allow. I won't have to touch any of that back end stuff if I've got something like Incent. Um, that can work that in the background and I'm not sure how that is implemented but that's really where what I'm thinking and I want to know if that's possible and if it is how do I go about implementing it okay so from 
um, what I can see from your website, which is I believe is cofint.com.au, uh, what I see there is an online shop, but I don't see the means of purchasing online, uh, which is, which uh, I've, is just I've just disabled that. The um, um, so that I, you know, it's a piece of cake to put it back on. I've just done that um, in the meantime while I've been uh, putting more and more information in there. And so, in fact, what you would have to do is log in to see the prices and to purchase. Otherwise my, otherwise, my clients, um, otherwise my competition can kind of see all the prices, you know. I want to make sure that um, the people who are looking at the prices, uh, are, I'm capturing their information. I'm capturing their email and who they are, just so that, you know, it's not some random um, other business that's looking to check out my prices. Sure. Okay, so look, um, I mean, the good news is that um, your business is tailor-made to integrate with Incent. Uh, and the way we do that is just to uh, integrate, uh, either integrate a dashboard into your existing uh, software stack, or you can have a standalone Incent dashboard, and we will, by API link, pull all your product data into, into our stack. And what that means is that um, you will be able to buy product or range or, or even total spend, um, configure a percentage of the revenue on a transaction to pass back digitally to your client. And that client will receive that value in either a mobile or a web um, application in the form of a, a digital wallet which is like a simplified crypto wallet, very easy for them to understand and the value that this has been um, awarded to them is displayed in local tender. And also in that wallet they will have um, all, of your, all of your products will display. So right in, in the wallet? Yes, so within, within that wallet application so you'll be able to push market. So, so it's kind of like, uh, um, so you scrape the information from my site and and integrate it into the wallet. Is that kind of what you're saying? That's absolutely correct. Ah, that's interesting. I'm a little bit, I'm not sure if I'd have any reason to be, but um, that so you you're grabbing all my information which ends up in your servers i'm just wondering if there's anything for me to worry about from that perspective well um, bottom line um vince is we only see what you release to us and we can well obviously you know, whatever what information you want to you because i want to every time somebody makes a purchase um, um i want them to be rewarded or at least get a voucher, create that stickiness effect. Now, if you're able to take all of my information and host it on your servers, you can effectively replicate my business. Um, well, that's right. I mean, the, the, only, the only difference is that um, that business it remains yours. I mean, they, if, if someone is is buying something through their wallet, then the then th there is no means of fulfilling that order without without you being on the end of it. And indeed, the the wallet, since you are the initiator so, of yeah, that so they're uh, transaction, they're no longer, so they're no longer at my website. They're now in the wallet. That's right. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so well, there's the, a well, the benefits... big integrity question um, in that, which is, I mean, that that works fine, so long as your business model is fully 
um, what's the word? You know, it's about integrity, so that so that there is no possible way that that information that you have just taken from my website or are hosting on your platform, there's no way for any other party to get a hold of that information. And there's no possible way that uh, Incent could, uh, let's say, replicate that uh, website or duplicate it so that I'm unaware of any transactions that might take place because it's no longer on my website, it's now on yours. There's no way for me to know what happens because it's your information. So the first thing that happens is that um, your dashboard will, will, will display to you a complete breakdown of, um, of traffic that's coming through us to, to effectively your storefront. And secondly, there's no way that Tencent can, can fulfill an order without passing it uh, to you. So by this right. methodology, we remove the need for you to handle the asset itself, i.e. The, the cryptographic token or, or account for it. But in the main, in the, at the same time, you've got complete visibility of order flow um, traffic all the things that you would expect to to be able to see through your own platform okay cool so just moving along from that <clears throat> okay so somebody makes a purchase um they've no now um so they've spent a thousand dollars um uh, and i want to give them um let's say 10 percent of that in the form of a token um now they have a coffee and tea token which they can use on my site exclusively or do they have an inset token which they can use for another business as well as mine so the the, 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 the uh at its core, Incent is a cryptographic token which trades on a secondary market and, ca and can, in theory, be, be converted to any other cryptocurrency or indeed back to fiat. The way what that, I'm getting um, at, sorry, go ahead. So the way that your business encourages repeat custom is by a secondary control on your dashboard which allows you to incentivize uh, repeat custom through additional discounts against your products, which is just set on a slider in terms of a percentage. Meaning that, sorry, that was just a little bit technical for my head, but uh, to break that down, um, uh, so now they've got $1,000, um, uh, I give them 10%, so now they've got 100, they've got 100, tokens or a hundred dollars worth of tokens no yes that's great right okay a hundred tokens so now um, they don't necessarily use the tokens on my site uh, to purchase more items they can actually use those tokens to purchase something outside of my site that's correct they, they could feasibly they can feasibly convert or transfer that uh, token value uh, back through you know, the, the weight exchange, for example. <clears throat> However, your application or the application that we build for you on web or, or, or mobile can restrict the customer view so that they can only see your, your, um, your products or indeed the products of a participating merchant that you consider to be complementary to your product line. That's something that you can configure. But, oh, um, so you're saying that I can decide what they can spend those tokens on? Yep, you can have um, complete control over that and you can decide conversely how much that uh, token value is worth um, if spent back with your business. So for example, right. let's say you had a, a particular line of chairs that um, you could 
purchase cheaply and were available to you and you wanted to knock out that discount, there's a control you could set against that product which makes the token value that your consumers hold worth relatively more against that particular product. And in fact, you can bring that product up to the top line of um, your consumer's wallet displays so that they're attracted to that product, both in terms of it being the first thing they see and also it's the relative worth of their, um, of their token value when spent against that product. Okay. Um, it can also be possible for your consumers to buy more token value direct through the wallet in order to um, access that bargain. Right. And I would expect that that, uh, that would be um, something that they would control. Um, they can open up that wallet wh wherever they want, whether it's on their mobile phone or on computer, and, and purchase more um, tokens or such. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, the, you know, what the thing that really interests me is that I can go into a shop, I can buy... Um, um, some some goods and the shopkeeper can say oh here's a reward you know of um, a 10, 10% discount for your next visit and I walk away nice and happy I've got this nice little uh, I've, I've, I've bought something I've got my goods for service and I've also got a little voucher so the next time I go to that place I can get 10% off and that's very, very simple. I've just walked into the shop, purchased something, they've just given me a voucher, I walk away. And now I'm incentivized to go back to that shop. So you can see that it's very simple in that voucher form and creates a stickiness for them to come back to me, uh, for me to go back to that shop. Obviously, uh, I would like to replicate that system by using a token system where people can go online, purchase my goods, receive that thing without even thinking about it they just receive a token and then that incentivizes them to purchase again at my business online i'm a little bit confused because of the maybe it's because we're talking about the back end as well from from the business perspective as well as from the customers or clients perspective I wonder if there'd be an easier way for you to break those two components down so that, um, so that it's not so confusing for me. What you just described there, Vince, is exactly how it works in, in practice. So a consumer comes to your store either online or in person, they make their purchase, they receive their digital value uh, in a wallet, that has your products displayed within the wallet so they can, they're encouraged to come back to you. Um, and, that, and that's that. What you have to ask yourself is, is a reward that can only be spent in one place more or less valuable to a consumer than a reward that has value beyond uh, the issuing business? What we understand based on our own market research and indeed the research of other businesses is that um, restricting the utility of reward value is a is a hollow thesis. If we, indeed statistically in the U.S., you know, the average U.S. household household is a member of over twenty uh, loyalty schemes, and they only use a couple of them. And that really is 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 demonstrating that um, you know, the fact that our wallets are filled up with plastic. Uh, which really has no value to us is a is a is a hollow thesis. So what Incense says is, you know, our, what we would encourage our participating merchants to do is to open up um, that um, thesis and connect instantly and configurably with other uh, merchants who offer complementary products in order that consumers re receiving reward value from them have some optionality and that gets them coming back to you because you are the source of that value not because you are restricting their ability to spend the value that you issue them that is I our, that, is our that is our core unique selling point right so at the other end of this thesis i buy 
from um, Woolworths or, or I don't know uh, what's an equivalent um, and and I can redeem a voucher at Coles that's the end target is that what you're saying that is, um, that is um, an extreme that is an extreme example how let's let's well, choose something uh, more complementary so let's let's say for example a a garage uh, or an auto shop where you might go and have your car mended it encourages you to to, to come in on the back of uh, the instant reward another participating merchant might be a tire shop the garage may see huge value in making it possible for their consumers to spend the reward that they issue on tires because it increases the value of the reward to the issuer yes but um, and so my, that would be point, a part my point is, is that there could be three tire shops and they receive the reward from me and then they go to another tire shop and redeem it there and i've just lost that sticky or that um, that reward that I've given them, they've spent it somewhere else. Well, firstly, Vince, you'll be able to configure exactly what your consumers can see in their wallet in terms of your own products and the, the goods and services of other businesses. So you can control that. Um, okay, so that goes back. Yeah, right. So it does become my personal token, a, a, a token that's that I. So it would be, for example, a coffee and tea token, not an incense token. Incense tokens would be spendable through the plethora of businesses that are involved with incense. But a coffee and tea token is only expendable within my uh, range of products that I offer. Is that close? It's, it's a lot easier to think of um, incense just as digital value just exactly as you would the Australian dollar. So an Australian dollar that you might pass back to your, um, your consumers is worth um, what an Australian dollar is worth in every single business across Australia. But your application, yeah. the wallet that you are passing that value back to your consumers in will only display those goods and services that you sell and those goods and services which, with, which businesses with whom you choose to partner with sell. So it's not the the value is restricted only by the ecosystem, the total ecosystem which it is paired to, and the size and scope of the entire cryptocurrency market. But what your consumers see is what you want them to see. So you have complete control over the utility of that um, of that reward value in the eyes of your consumers. Right. Um, so. So there's only, but there's only one token, isn't there? There's just the incent token. There won't be a different token made for each business that joins. Is that right? That's absolutely right. And there's huge value so, in that means, because yeah, what that so means that, is the secondary market is restricted, uh, i.e. of finite supply. And it, what that means is that um, a growing number of merchants are are providing an ever larger drumbeat of demand on that secondary market, which is pushing the value of that token up to the benefit of everyone that holds that token. So you may yeah. find that, so you're going to find that someone that comes and shops with you and spends a grand and gets 10, gets 100 bucks back, when they refer back to their wallet in a couple of weeks' time, it's maybe worth, you know, 105 or $110. And that's going yeah. to be a huge, um, you know, have a huge psychological impact on them and get them coming back to you to uh, secure more of that digital value. And so you're it's a completely that different the, that the value of the incent token will increase as well. And which is a little bit of concern because people may just decide to hold on to those voucher tokens, wait for the price to go up and then sell them for cash or for Bitcoin, for example. Um, what's to kind of stop them from doing that? Well, since there's nothing to stop them from doing that, and, and you would, as, as an issuer of that token, you would want that to be the case because your consumers will want to acquire more of something that they genuinely value in the same way as people value an air mile or air miles. 
And if you are the issuer of that value, guess where they're going to come? Back to you. So it's a completely different notion of or interpretation of loyalty rewards than is currently the case. The current paradigm is all about restricting um, value to the issuing business, and that causes a huge surge in overhead for the issuing business and a huge reduction in value for the recipient. If you open out the utility of that value um, in a way that makes sense to your business, you're helping to increase the value of the underlying asset into an appreciating asset. And um, once consumers cotton on to the fact that um, by holding their value increases, they'll want more of that digital value and you will be almost in their mind through their wallet at the place where they can obtain it. So it's increasing value by opening up as opposed to decreasing value by restricting. All right. And so, yeah, I, I kind of get that. Um, with the, um, the air mile examples, um, so with the air miles, you can save those air miles and then redeem them with only with that company and the, the, the gifts that they will allow you to um, uh, swap those air miles for, whether it's extra um, air flights or, you know, a set of knives. Um, but you can't actually cash them, from what I understand. <clears throat> Whereas these ones, the, the incense loyalty tokens, um, are basically cashable in terms of being able to sell them for Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency, um, being a, a, an asset uh, that will more than likely be on the Waves platform, which is brilliant, um, but it will be a tradable commodity of its own. So I guess... Right. I mean, you make an interesting point there. You make an interesting point there, Vince, about um, air miles. Air miles are by some margin the considered to be the most valuable reward. They have been around since 1986 and it's taken them in the last you know, 40 years um, to achieve that sort of convertibility because relationships, commercial relationships against a sort of monopoly money, which is essentially what air miles are, take a long time and they're very sophisticated to negotiate. Incent gives you the possibility as a business to to offer an even more valuable proposition to your consumers in return for their custom instantly and configurably. So it is what we're talking about here is a, is a appreciating appreciating asset which is largely convertible, far more so than their miles are, um, and you can you can broker a, a button push. Um, the utility of that reward within your local trading community or, or or the national trading community or indeed the international trading community so it's night and day to be honest with you in terms of both the utility to the consumer and therefore the stickiness uh, for the merchant at zero cost pretty much because there's no infrastructure at the setup there's no accounting to manage and there's no forward tax liability that's a very good point. Um, how, how does how does incent pay its way? How does it how is it able to survive? Because because there's no um, subscription, um, how is it able to make a profit, or is it indeed designed to make a profit? So the way that um in order that the that the incense, if you like, ecosystem uh, operates smoothly and almost instantly in terms of the uh, merchant-consumer relationship, Bitscan, my company, stands by merchants and consumers as the connector or between them and the underlying market. Uh, we we perform the role of primary broker, and we clip. Um, a small transaction fee from um, on issuance, redemption, or indeed purchase of more incent. Ah, right. So, um, as going back to where we were before, where um, 
basically then sent scrapes the information from my site, hosts it in the Incent, um, on the Incent service, and then when a purchase is made, it kind of um, allows a transaction fee to take place at that point, returns the transaction back to its origin, where it's got the information from, Ah, no, I lost it. I lost my, I derailed my train of thought there. Um, can you, can you um, just run us through that step of how the transaction, where Incent makes its profit and, and how that whole transaction takes place? Yes, absolutely. So let's take it from uh, the moment of issuance. So someone's at your point of sale, whether that's online or in your, in, in a bricks and mortar store, whatever that might be. We insert a webhook into that point of sale which instructs us to issue the value you want us to to a consumer to a wallet which we then hook up to the consumer from information that you've gathered either a mobile telephone number or an email address so the the consumer now receives the reward value you instructed us to issue less our commission and you settle with us out of the fact in your local tender in the case of redemption Assuming the, um, the consumer buys through their wallet, you're going to receive effectively settlement for that purchase, less our commission on the reward value component of that transaction. Right, so you actually get a commission on the, on the, on the purchase. Yeah, but in terms of, um, absolutely, uh, but in terms of the the size of that commission, it's only a commission, small percentage, based on the reward component, not the entire purchase. So let's say, for example, someone buys a thousand bucks worth of product from you, and you issue a hundred dollars of reward against that, the consumer is going to receive $97.50. Right. So uh, basically, 2.5% of the reward is what Incent makes per transaction. Correct. So that yeah, is so that effectively is. the commission component is cost-free for you as the issuer. Um, that, the, the, that commission is removed from the, if you like, from the consumer reward component. And but on the other hand, if that reward um, value is spent back with you then you will receive that reward value back, less commission. What that means right. is, assuming that um, every reward um, dollar that you offer is spent back with you, the total cost to you of, um, of operating the instant loyalty um, product is 5% on any reward value that you offer. And if you have partnered with um, other merchants, you're going to hopefully be receiving reward value from their clients, and that's going to be uh, you know, all gravy for you. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so is Incent created at the point of sale to generate tokens uh, relative to the amount of purchase basically what I'm getting at is like money is created through debt are incent tokens created through transactions no absolutely not so what happens is um, at the moment of, uh, of, of transaction the, the token value is issued from BitScan to Reserve and then after the fact that new issuance is bought back out of the market using a, another a digital currency in order that the secondary market feels the benefit of every single demand impulse from merchant operators. That is why we, at the Sorry, completion of the ICO, we, we will issue or we will create a token of double the size of what we sell in terms of circulation and we will withhold 50% as reserve. 
So it's our duty as the primary broker to make sure that the circulation remains relatively static and doesn't doesn't grow in order that the asset value grows as more and more merchants come on board and transact with Incent. So there is a limit to the... So it's not necessarily scalable. That's kind of what I'm getting from that. If there's a limit on the amount of Incent that is created, one, it is very, that's a great idea because then the pool is not diluted. But two, um, potentially there's going to be a limit. Um, you know, um, only so many rewards will be able to be fulfilled. Uh, kind of no, um, because we're talking about reward value. So let's say uh, on day one, um, a customer comes in and they spend a thousand dollars and you want to issue them a hundred dollars of reward that's going to equal let's say a hundred incense tokens in a year's time when the market for incense is 10 times as big then issuing a hundred dollars of reward may only require 10 tokens but since each token is divisible by 10 decimal places there's an infinite um, amount of value that ultimately an infinite amount of value within that token supply. So we're talking about value, not numbers of tokens. Right. Right. So the, because it's divisible, um, where you're hoping that the value of incent will rise um, where one incent token may be worth the same as 0.1 incent token a year from now yeah look i can't predict the um the rate at which the market will grow that depends on how you know how, how successful our business development effort is yeah but sure. it's not a it, there's no hope really involved um as soon as one merchant becomes two merchants, then assuming that they're both doing the same way to trade, then the demand for incense just doubled, uh, and so on, and so on, and so on. Um, yeah, by connecting so a crypto to mainstream commerce, you're effectively connecting, every time you bring a merchant on, you're connecting the demand for the underlying asset, you're doubling it, or you're, you know, you're, increasing, you're increasing it by a factor of, all your second merchants customers and when merchant three comes on board off you go again so all things all other things being equal um, you quickly distribute um, in very small packets cryptocurrency into the hands of mainstream consumers without them ever knowing or caring um, what what they're actually holding beyond the value that it represents so you're, you're creating very quickly, creating a very powerful network effect on demand for that underlying asset, which is not increasing in supply. Right? It's a finite supply, but in exactly the same way as um, as Bitcoin is is finite in supply, but almost infinitely visible, then so is Incent. Exactly, just like any other cryptocurrency. Yeah, right. Yeah, I see that. Let's say, for example, let's take another uh, hard example here. Um, let's say I, uh, I'm not sure what the supply is of incense, but let's just say there's a million. <clears throat> um, there's a million incense tokens. Um, next year, or this year, or in a year's time, I sell, say, $10 million worth of product. Um, my clients see that there's a good value in holding on to incent because it rises in price and what is worth one dollar today might be worth a dollar fifty a year in a year's time so they decide to accumulate their rewards now over the year they've been able to accumulate because I've sold 10 million dollars worth of product and I 
give them a 10% reward structure. So they've now got a million incent tokens. But okay, Cl only I'm a million stop, incent stop you tokens stop you were created. I'm going to stop you there, Mark. Okay, sure. So, so every successive purchase they make from you, they're going to be getting a a a smaller fraction of tokens representing the same value because the value of the underlying market is increasing. So on day one, for example. Yep. Sorry. So on day one, you know that hundred dollars may represent a hundred tokens. When they come back in a month's time to acquire some more, a hundred dollars is going to is going to perhaps um, equal eighty tokens. And when they come back a month later, it might maybe worth forty tokens. Does that make sense to you? The value hasn't changed at the moment of transaction, but the number of tokens required to meet that value or fulfill that value has reduced proportionally to the underlying value of the asset, which is going up all the time based on the accumulated merchant demand for it. Merchant demand for it. <laughs> all I kind of, uh, uh, all I'm understanding at the moment is that um, I'm, I'm kind of giving them a 10% discount and that 10% is rep represented by one token. Um, whether or not that token is worth more in the future or not, I'm, I'm not sure. Are you saying that every time more incent tokens are released to the public, they intrinsically become worth more? Yes, because it's an asset of finite um, supply floating on a, on a live exchange. So every time, every time a merchant um, sells something and issues incent and that demand is, is reflected back onto the secondary market, it has to be met by supply. That supply will be coming at, will only be forthcoming at successively higher prices as sellers of that token diminish um, in response or, or relative to demand for it. So as the value of the underlying asset goes up at the point of sale for the merchant, delivering the same monetary value to the consumer requires less and less tokens to fulfill. Can I ask a silly question? Um, what is that value backed by? Scarcity of the token relative to, to demand for the token in exactly the same way as gold or, or um, Bitcoin or you know, any other asset of fixed supply works. The more people that want it, the more expensive it's going to become to obtain. Right, so there's also a, a matter of creating awareness of the value, in which case I guess uh, you've got a marketing strategy or will have a marketing strategy, strategy in place to ensure that um, there is an awareness. Yeah, absolutely. That's, us that's, as retailers. Yeah, that's absolutely right. The more merchants that, um, that we can bring on, the more um, latent or the more active demand for that token there is, and the more active demand for that finite supply of token there is, the you know, harder and quicker the value for that token will rise to the benefit of any holders of that token. Cool. Um, just lastly, um, um, from what I understand, you're going to sell so many uh, incent tokens and then whatever is sold basically half uh, that will be represent half of the tokens on the market um, is that does it is that right not not quite Vince no that will that will that effectively whatever we sell at ICO will represent the total circulation of incent double that circulation will exist half of it in the care of ourselves as primary broker and we require that um, that extra token supply to actually operate as primary broker and fulfill quickly on both sides of the transaction whether it be issuance or redemption and account for the time lag between issuance for example 
and merchant settlement with ourselves. It allows us to provide the reward near instantaneously for the consumer and manage that demand back into the market um, when we have settlement from the merchant in cash. Without that, we can't achieve that primary brokerage service. So okay. the over if you like the oversupply of incense is what allows us to assure liquidity at the point of sale. Yeah, I think I get you. It's a little bit um, above my pay grade or IQ level to kind of wrap my head around that one, but I think I get what you mean. Um, and, and to maybe simplify that for myself, um, let's say, say uh, you raised $5 million, which I think is your target. Um, there's no so it's not, so, so, sorry for keep settling No, that's not. cool. I, I need to explain it, so that's good. So our target is, is $1 million, and we're sort of just over two-thirds of the way there. That is that is the figure that um, we estimate gives us you know, a year or two of runway to get the product well-established in the market. We wanted to set a cap on investment at ICO of five million because that really does get us, you know, to market in very good shape. And any more of that is um, it, it can lead to a secondary market, which initially at least is completely overbought, and that can hurt um, investors in the ICO, which we don't want to do. And it also hamstrings us with a market cap, which can actually deter um, traditional investors when we come to um, back to the market. To scale, so it's of no interest of us in, for us to earn, or rather to to fund ourselves at a level greater than five million. Uh, but our target is much less at one million, and as I said, we're nearly two thirds of the way there. So it seemed like a sensible line to draw in the sand and say, look, in order to protect um, initial investors um, in the ICO and provide a strong secondary market, let's put a cap on on our investment target right there. And that's also to our benefit commercially when we step into the traditional um, investment market down the road in, in, in pursuit of scale because we don't have a ridiculous market cap, market cap which our own um, trading books can't, um, can't substantiate. Cool. Okay. And lastly, just to completely clarify, I just want to ask you, from three points of view, and if you could answer these as simply and succinctly as you can, it would be really helpful. <clears throat> so question number one is, what is the benefit to incent? Or what is the benefit to BitScan? The benefit to BitScan is that um, is the opportunity to operate a business which is effectively stimulating commerce um, with cryptocurrency without either merchants or consumers having to understand cryptocurrency. It is the opportunity to be the Trojan horse um, of the crypto world in getting merchants to happily reward mainstream consumers with crypto. It is, it right. is hopefully so, you know, strategically putting crypto in a, in a position where we are finally um, reaching mainstream consumers because we're solving a real-world commercial challenge, um, leveraging the benefits of blockchain and crypto technology. Cool. And what is the benefit to the purchaser? So from the consumer's perspective, they are getting a highly valuable reward um, for their custom, um, a reward that is portable, but also appreciates in value. Um, there's nothing else like that on the market. Beautiful. And finally, what is the benefit to the business? 
So from the merchant's perspective, they are now um, at low cost and low drag um, with no uh, overhead or infrastructure or forward accounting liability off in a position where they can offer a really powerful uh, reward to their consumers who will be motivated to return to their, um, to their business because of the value of that reward, not because they're restricted in any way. And the merchant also, um, by dint of rewarding their consumers, they will have established a permanent digital link to those consumers right into the application that holds that consumer digital value, which they can then um, leverage to push market goods and services to that consumer on an enduring basis. Awesome. That's been that's really great, Rob. Thank you so much for clarifying all of that. I can't wait to uh, get this thing off the ground and um, and get some tokens rolling for my business. Um, so and uh, because obviously I want to promote it, um, promote Incent, and promote my business. So I'm really really excited about this coming coming, and I, I'd hope that it's going to be here soon. I, I know crypto is a bit crazy like that. They say it's going to be here, you know, this week, that week, uh, next month, uh, six months, and next minute it's a year. So I'm really looking forward to finding out when uh, a concrete date of when this will be released. Um, finally, just to cap it off, um, what do you hope to um, earn in, uh, after with a successful launch? and a great marketing campaign, what do you expect, or what would you like for Incent to earn over the next 12 months? Um, and I'm talking bottom line, um, after expenses, what do you see Incent earning as a bottom line in 12 months? Wow, okay, so firstly I want to say I'm hugely, um, you know, pleased to hear that you're um, you know, that you're happy or that you, indeed you're keen to go ahead because you know your questions are really searching and um, and good for you you know because um, if, if if over the course of the last hour I've given you confidence to to move ahead then that's then that's great um, the second point I would make is that um, unlike blockchain infrastructure products we're an application and that application is largely built in fact the you know the core product is built so we ought to be able to get um, this to market a lot quicker than you are used to getting it to market. Your final question on 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 earning is is harder uh, to answer. You can do the sums based on a two and a half percent round term you know, as well as I can, and you know you you'll know with the calculator what that means in terms of um, volume. Uh, it's a you know ultimately this is a volume business in the same way that any you know, credit card or any payment processes business is a volume business. However, um, we, our secondary source of revenue, we are quite confident will take us through to a point where that, um, that commission revenue starts to really bite because there's a lot of um, larger entities who need bespoke uh, implementations and that can actually, that actually helps us to pay our way until we achieve that sort of crossover with um, with um, commission revenue. So I think that um, you know, based on our own projections of um, of projected take up, based on our business development, our operations to this date, we're fairly confident that we can pay our our own way through year one, based on uh, on bespoke implementations. But I think that realistically, it's going to be the end of year two before that is, you know, before we've achieved a scale where commission revenue surpasses, um, you know, that, um, if you like, that implementation revenue. So we believe we can be self-sustaining um, inside a year. Um, we believe that um, we should, you know, achieve well, that sort of crossover. Give me a nice round figure. Give me a nice round figure that I can hear um, that, that's going to give me uh, the confidence to invest in Incent, knowing that it's going to make a profit um, because you guys have got some great ideas and some great energy behind you. Give me a nice round figure that you guys want to make in the next year. 
we think uh, half a million is achievable in terms of development, and we think 200 and further 250,000 is achievable in terms of commission revenue in year one. Beautiful. That's what I want to hear. Beautiful. And uh, um, is, it, is there would there be any tax benefits to using vouchers, um, using a system like this? I'm just thinking um, there must be some kind of tax benefit um, because it's a voucher, um, especially here in New Zealand, and I'm, I'm sure it's the same in Europe where they've got VAT tax. Uh, That's well, huge, Vince. So let, 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 me, let, me, let me walk you through it. So if you're issuing a voucher to somebody who, that is only redeemable with you, then you have to book that as a, as a liability because it's a it is a liability to be spent back with you until it's either spent or you expire its value. So, so right off the bat, by operating in cent, you as the merchant are avoiding that liability. However, because you are essentially operate, operating a money off or a cashback system uh, for anything that you sell, you can book a lower um, sale figure for every product, good or service that you sell because the rest of that value is being delivered off balance sheet. So effectively, your, your revenue and therefore your tax per sale is being reduced every time you sell with incent on the back of that sale. So there's two, there's both a tax break for um, a merchant and a reduced forward reporting liability for a merchant. Additionally, if you want to activate a if you like a charitable, uh, the char charitable functionality within the wallet application, i.e., if it's if you want to exercise the right for your consumers to um, forward or on forward a portion of their award value to a charity, then there's a the potential for a further tax break. So there's all sorts of tax advantages for operating incent as your loyalty program. Beautiful. Is um is incent registered uh, as a uh, you have an ABN number? So incent is a product. Bitscan is oh, the operating Bitscan. entity, and we are an Australian PTY entity. Brilliant. Okay. Cool. All right. I think I've covered everything I wanted to um, ask you about tonight. Uh, uh, apart from the actual implementation of it. Um, and I guess we can leave that for another day when you're um, when we're closer to launch. But um, thank you so much for taking the time, Rob, to explain that to me. I, I think I've got a much better understanding, a lot better than I had coming into this interview anyway. So thank you so much. And um, yeah, uh, if Lutz is still there, man. Yeah, I'm here. Close his, yeah, head. I've been having a great time enjoying you guys go back and forth been listening and just relaxing drinking some wine Ooh, nice so so it sounds like you, you really uh you, you guys really got a handle on uh on how it works i i, I like the tax benefits I, I i especially like the charity um yeah right i you know obviously i'm a real hands-on kind of person too uh, it's one thing to hear something in theory, it's another entirely to uh, actually do it. And I'm a real doer, so um, I can't wait for there to be something I can play with. Yeah, Look, it's, been a, um, it's been great for me. It's been a, you know, I always find these conversations, um, they really infuse me because I've yet to speak to a merchant who, you know, on the back of a conversation like this, doesn't see it the same way and can't see huge practical benefits uh, to their business. Um, however, it's exhausting too, right? And you really put me under the uh, under the gun there, and that's exactly it's exactly as it should be. Um, so it's been uh, it's been been good fun, and it's been a real you know mental workout for me too. So, Boots, uh, thank you for giving us the opportunity to have this conversation, and uh, and Vince, we look forward to doing business with you, mate. Yes, me too. Thanks heaps for that, Rob. I really do look forward to it. And coming from the top up here in the Northern Territory. Um, wishing you guys all the best and uh, hopefully we can meet halfway or somewhere maybe in Alice Springs I'll meet you at the top of the hill delighted mate speak soon, speak soon. good stuff buddy thank you all right you guys heard it all there that's great and uh
Waves platform is a decentralized platform with loads of real-world solutions running on blockchain. Wavesnode.net is providing a professional node on the Waves platform, hosted in our own data center. If you are holding Waves tokens, you can lend them with the LPOS system to our big node. The leased tokens are always in your account and under your control. It is like leasing staking power. By leasing on our powerful, stable and trustful node, you are generating transfer fees and will be rewarded with Waves. The bigger our node's balance, the higher your rewards. Wavesnode.net can help you achieve increasing your stack and making the Waves platform stronger in just a few easy steps. So please, open your Waves Lite client and lease your tokens at wavesnode.net. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at wavesnode.net.